Welcome to Otaku Brothers, your friendly neighborhood gaming podcast featuring Rusty, R.E. Lewis 2011, and Ryan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 43 of Otaku Brothers. My name is Rusty, and today, Saturday, May the 4th be with all of you at 11 o'clock. Oh, it is. Wow. I am joined by my forever co-host and brother-in-law, Ryan. What's going on over there? Not much. Uh, we were just playing The Last of Us, and uh, we're just filling up on some coffee. We are. You look kind of exhausted. I am kind of exhausted, yeah. It was a long week, and then I went to bed pretty late playing Spider-Man, and then I set an alarm with the good intentions of going over to the gym at 6.30, and it didn't happen. I ended up playing Spider-Man, so now I have less sleep because of it. I mean, you're kind of vicariously living through Peter Parker, swinging around. You're basically doing ab exercises that's what i'm trying to like justify it as yeah yeah or miles morales Mm -hmm. it's such a good game you're enjoying it oh my gosh it's so good well we were both kind of burnt out on the dark souls rpg kind of feel right yeah i mean we played (laughs) nino kuni 2 then we jumped into dark souls 3 then we went to 2 playing a little bit of one kind of rpg overload yeah so you went to the last of us I did. Which you somewhat enjoyed. It was all right. And then I went to, I was trying to figure out what the heck I wanted to play. Um, so kind of what we're talking about today is our map of all the games we see ourselves playing mm-hmm. this year. Um, I went to Spider-Man because I, I picked it up originally and I died really quick. And I was like, eh, you know, I'll put, I'll go back to, uh, I think it was Kingdom Hearts. Came yeah, out. let me go back to Sekiro because that's <laughs> definitely less punishing yeah, than yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, I was thinking when I pl- tried it, it was... Um, yeah, it was Kingdom Hearts. So I went through Kingdom Hearts again. Um, oh, the third one. Yes. Yeah, so they added critical mode for that. Oh, did they? Yeah. Is that, there a trophy? I don't think there is because, well, I don't know. Because there was a patch for critical mode, and then the DLC comes out, I think, in the next couple of months. Ooh. And it's, I'll have to play through critical mode. Yeah. Except, yeah. The first time, well, I tried the harder mode. I don't know what that was called. Proud. Proud. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Um... Some of the bosses that I thought were bullshit on the first playthrough were actually better because I knew how to equip all my abilities. That's such a... Because like, they don't explicitly tell you that in the Kingdom Hearts games. Even in 1 and 2, I remember getting through, putting 10 hours in each of the games yeah. and then figuring out, oh, I have to actually go into my you know, menu screen and actually equip all of these abilities, which includes your dodge rolls, the ability to actually see how much health your enemies have. And then all your little crazy acrobatic moves. Yeah, no, I was kind of pissed. I mean, I got through four. I got through Toy Story, I think, without. Um, but I was. I actually physically went into the menu and thought I was equipping everything, but I was actually unequipping everything. So I went in just raw, the level one, I guess. I mean, if you want to experience it, you know, like a crazy person. Yeah, it it wasn't it. as fun going through on proud with all the abilities. Way better. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I guess. So I'll probably have to play through critical mode. Um, but Spider-Man, let's talk about that. Okay, go for it. It's awesome. So yeah, like I was saying, I came off of all these RPGs and I was... You're playing through Spyro now, right? Yeah, the Reignited Trilogy. Yeah, and I'm playing through Spider-Man and they're both kind of collect-a-thons. So Spider-Man, it, it's very reminiscent of Spider-Man 2. And you have these this giant map of... It's all of New York. I think there's like eight to ten different regions, and um, I think it takes maybe five plus minutes to get from one side of the map to the other. That's okay. swinging pretty quick. 
Um, and in each region, there's things that pop up. So originally, you just have crime that happens. And then as you progress through the main story, different collectible things pop up. Mm-hmm. And I like that they do it that way so it's not overwhelming. Yeah, because Assassin's Creed's like that, where it's just all in your face. It's like collect feathers, collect maps, little gizmos and gadgets. And, and like, it's... every t- they add all these icons to your thing. So what I did, because I knew that would stress me out if I was flying, like looking over a map, um, I actually went through and started collecting things right off the bat. Oh, yeah. So I collected all the backpacks. I actually had to level myself up so I could jump and get at the backpacks. And so what's the significance of the backpacks? Is it just a collectible? Or do you get something as a um, result? It's basically backpacks that you had hidden around the city. And you get these tokens for each one of these activities or collectibles. Okay. So there is, like, later, maybe 30% through the game, there's these cats that you find because of this Catwoman kind of girl. And at the end of that, you get this awesome, like, black Spider-Man suit with a red spider over it, which is what I'm chilling in now nice um there's um let me think there's different photos that you can take of all the like avengers tower of the um bridges and things and that was a ton of fun to go through the entire city and do them all because i would try to as i was swinging take the pictures of the icons oh that's awesome so i'm like mid diving off my web taking pictures and like flying through that was a lot of fun so for each one of those, you get like a token, and there's different bases for like Fisk and people, um, and with that you can buy upgrades to your webs, different types of webs. You can um, and then up your suits. Nice. And like upgrades to your suits. So how many suits do you have right now? Probably twelve or fifteen. Wow. Okay. And how many do you start with? one originally and then you get the ability to get them and i think you have four basic that okay you, like one is a fantastic four suit with like a bag over your head nice um there's a really cool one where you're like an it's a negative you know how it's like the it's like white and black mm-hmm. kind of thing and it kind of glows um yeah it's a lot of fun i just it's such a good thing to or like swinging through the city it's super relaxing and then collecting all this stuff now, critical question here. Are there any little balloon kids losing their balloons? No, thank God. Wow, game of the year material. Actually, there are birds that you have to fly around to catch. Okay. But all you, when you get, you basically, instead of balloon kids, which were bullshit, they, you swing towards the bird, and then when you get close enough, you can R1, L1 at the same time, and you basically web Rip it, it in half yeah. with your webs. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Um, so that's a lot of fun. The story is good. Um, yeah, so as I understand it, Ben's been dead for a long time. You've had your powers for a while now, right? Yeah, and you're, it's all based off of gadgets, right? So okay. it's not, I don't think you got bit or anything. Yeah. Um, you are super strong, so I don't know what that's from, but what comics and superheroes and stuff sure yeah um i'm not powering through i think the main story takes like 12 15 hours mm-hmm. i'm not powering through because i want to collect everything yeah so as it opens up in the map i run through and collect and it helps you level up and then there's different skill trees that you can do okay yeah i've heard if you want to get the platinum trophy it's like a 35 hour game yeah. so it's really not too bad no it's not at all and that's definitely a game i would as you're doing collect everything you know in all one fell swoop because that's what i did with shadow of war that's probably why I spent like 80 hours with it, because once you unlock the different areas of Middle Earth, 
there's just so much to collect. Yeah. And and it, it it's meaningful. Like, you usually collect these Tolkien artifacts that have lore behind them. Mm-hmm. And this Lady Galadriel, whoever's voice is speaking to you, kind of explains the lore behind this particular artifact that you find. That's pretty cool. So it's really neat. Yeah. Well, cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Yeah, you have to play it. I mean, you're going to start a new game here that you're going to love. But yeah. probably after that or in your roster for this year. It is. Should, okay. Yeah. Good. So... Hot off the presses, Ryan, I have some breaking, earth-shattering, mind-bending news for you. I think I know what it is. I had a Budweiser beer for the first time last night. Oh, that is Bud Heavy? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone's had a Bud Lighter, most people, but I had a regular Budweiser. Yeah, the Bud Heavy. Yeah, Erica called it Bud Diesel. Bud Diesel. (laughs) I was just like, all right. Um, And it wasn't half bad. But the more important news that really is earth-shattering. Yes. No one thought it could happen. The dethroning. The dethroning of Kingdom Hearts. Yes. Kingdom Hearts 1. When you said that, I was like, I think that's hyperbole. Like, I think you're bullshitting. And then I was thinking about the game you got that dethroned it. And I was like, okay. Yeah, so I think I've mentioned on the podcast before, I think Ryan and I, no, I guess it was probably just me. uh, Because you played all through it to its completion. Um but on the PS3, you know, a game that everyone talked about back in, I think it was 2013, as being quite literally the best video game ever created. Of course, the creators of Uncharted, Drew Jack and Daxters, earlier Crash Bandicoots, The Last of Us. Yes. And I played the first hour or two on PS3, and it was kind of just a slow, dull experience for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I think post-apocalyptic zombie-type creatures, I think Walking Dead, World War Z type of experience yeah. but this is more an i am legend type of thing yeah uh so i i put it down i shelved it back then sold on the ps3 never went back to it mm-hmm. and then for whatever reason i had this spark of interest wanting to play this game yes and so i had i, I borrowed it from you and uh, well actually last weekend when i crashed at your place because lauren was in um boston yeah um we had like three tvs set up you were playing sekiro and i started last of us because yeah. that, that's when I, I got to the realization, like, I'm done with Dark Souls 2 for now. I need to... Yeah. Just too much. Overwhelming. And I just started smashing. Yeah, that's right. You were playing Smash, and then you turn that off because Last of Us is so... In- yeah. No, I, I was playing through classic modes, and I get to, like, hit the hand or, like, different battles. And, like, every time you die, you have to pay 100 coins. I paid, like, maybe 2,000 coins because you'd go through something, and I'd, like, look up, and I'd just totally forget that I was playing Smash, and I'd just be engrossed. Yeah. And lose. Yeah, so it's no secret. I'm going to spoil the opening moments to Last of Us. Everyone knows what happens at this point, unless you're living on a rock. But basically, you start out, you're playing as this character, Joel. You come home from work, you're t- on the phone with your brother, and your daughter, Sarah, is sitting there sleeping, waiting for you. And she uh, she wanted to stay up because it was Joel's birthday that day, and she gives them this watch, and they have this nice little comedic um, back and forth. It's just really great. The dialogue in this game is outstanding. It is. And so... He takes his daughter up to bed, and then the next moment you wake up, you're playing as Sarah, and you're calling for your dad. You don't know where he is. It's 3 o'clock in the morning, and she's awakened by um, her uncle, Joel's brother, calling the house repeatedly and saying, like, El- or, uh, you know, Sarah, you need to find your dad. I need, to t- I need to speak with him immediately. So then you have this this moment of searching the house, um, and there's, like, a lot of, like, little cool Easter eggs and foreshadowing for later in the game if you really pay attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, she walks into her father's room and sees this news report of these, this reporter saying there's been some type of outbreak. We not, we're not really sure what's going on. Your 
in, you're endangered, you know, stay indoors. Yeah. And then the news reporter gets attacked. There's this giant explosion that you see on the TV, but then you also see out the corner of your eye in the window. You walk downstairs, and you're looking for your dad. Joel runs in, shuts the door, and says, Sarah, get back. There's something wrong with the neighbors. One of the neighbors runs towards the glass like a crazy person, shatters in. Joel grabs um, a handgun, like a revolver, and he says, whatever his name is, David, get back, get back. You know, I will shoot. And he's like, he's a zombie, so he runs towards Joel, and Joel shoots him. And he basically tells Sarah, we need to get out of here. You eventually... Uh, Tommy, his brother, comes to the house, and you get away. And as you're leaving the city, someone stops you, uh, a military officer. And he says, he's he's kind of calling into his patrol person and says, hey, I've got a father and a daughter here. What do you want me to do? He's like, but she's just a child. He's like, all right, I got it. And he hangs up. You're like, oh, shit. And Joel's like, because uh, he's carrying his daughter because his daughter, they got into a car accident, and she, of course, is injured. And he opened fires, and Joel falls over just to try and protect them. And it turns out Sarah ended up getting shot. Tommy kills the police officer, and Sarah ends up dying in Joel's arms. Yeah. And then it's a it, hell of an opening. Yeah. And then it just says, like, of course, The Last of Us. Flash forwards 20 years. You play as Joel, and this adventure kind of begins. Yeah. And so I played about 45 more minutes back in the day, and again, it was just it's a hell of an opening, but then the, the next like hour or so is kind of a slow, drawn out playthrough. Mm-hmm. But once you get past that initial hump, it's just kind of a roller coaster of an experience. Yes, it is. And I think I've said this on the podcast before, but like I want nothing more in life to be a father. But even more than that, I want to have a daughter. And this experience, of course, I don't want to have to take my daughter through a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, but yeah, um, or get shot. By like a machine gun at the beginning. No, that would not be fun. But this emotional roller coaster was just—it was just an amazing game, and the relationship between Joel and Ellie. Because initially, you find out again, this is not the biggest of spoilers. Uh, Ellie's immune. Yes, she's immune to this this outbreak. And what this is, so there's a, uh, a documentary on YouTube uh, of the making of The Last of Us. Mm-hmm. And the creators of the game, the director, Neil Druckmann, they were watching some Planet Earth documentary, like a BBC doc, uh, Planet Earth. Yeah. You know that, that show? Yeah, I do. And there's this fungus that if it gets within certain animals, it'll like kind of corrupt their brain. I don't know all the, yeah. the anatomy of it. But essentially just keeps growing out of the brain until it comes out like your ears and your nose and everything like that. And as you'll see in the game, there's these things called clickers. And so they're basically just fungus heads because this fungus essentially grows from the inside out of their body. And so that's what this outbreak is. Or that, like, the big dude who, like... The bloater. The bloater. Yeah, so yeah. the bloater is kind of the worst of the worst. He's someone who's been infected for, like, probably 20 years. And if you get bitten, you eventually turn within hours and you're infected with this disease. Well, Ellie gets bit through three weeks prior to meeting her and she doesn't turn. She's immune. And so you're tasked with getting her out of the city with this friend of yours. Mm-hmm. And so for the rest of the game, it's just you escorting Ellie to an undisclosed location. Eventually things go wrong and you keep taking her to safety. You want to get her to safety. And just the journey that you experience with her is so special and something I've never really experienced in video games, especially just because the dialogue between those two is incredible. It really is. And it it really 
kind of evolves into this father-daughter relationship that's it's something I've never really seen in video games. The storytelling is unmatched. Yeah. I would say in the beginning I was thinking this I think this rivals Uncharted. But considering it dethroned Kingdom Hearts, I think it shatters Uncharted. Yeah. I think by the end of it. And it's it's never at one point where I was like, I think this is gonna end up beating Kingdom Hearts. It wasn't until like the credits were rolling and I was like, I think I, I think this experience, the way it moved me, has changed my number one game of all time. And then I played the DLC that's called Left Behind, yep. which is just a short hour and a half experience of Ellie with this young friend of hers. And it leads up to the moment where Ellie's bit and she finds out that she's immune. And just the character interactions between her and this young girl, where at that time they're just really innocent, kind of um, naive and sheltered to the reality of the world that they live in. Yeah. And once Ellie's bitten and she realize that she's immune she becomes i think i think that's the moment where she kind of matures and she realizes that she's gonna have to defend for herself because no one else will and it's not until she meets joel that she actually feels safe but it's also so cool to see a character that's a female character like ellie that's not over sexualized she's independent she's loyal to joel i mean she's just this kind empowered female protagonist that is for me truly one of the most beautiful characters I've seen video games. Yeah. And that's one of the defining reasons why I found it to be my favorite game of all time, just because you have your your Tomb Raiders, your Chloe's and Uncharted that are just kind of there for sex appeal. Yeah. For, for the Aloy most Aloy from Horizon was another good example of it, that. It, she was. Yeah, I mean, I certainly this PS4 generation of games, I think we've seen a lot of um, growth in that area. Yeah, like Dead or Alive, Extreme Edition. Yeah, volleyball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and so for so many reasons, and I just I have a few bullet points here, just moments that I want to talk about. I won't go into uh, specific details because... No spoilers. Yeah, I don't want to spoil it because I know there's people that haven't played it, and I implore all of you to do so. There's this really beautiful moment towards the end of the game uh, that I took a screenshot of and I posted it on Twitter. Um, and I don't I want to kind of allude to it, but you, you come across a certain wildlife. Okay. And yeah, that's it's, it's as far as I'll... Go. It's not a scary moment. It's it's a really beautiful moment yeah. that I really loved, and that that's when I first started questioning. Is that your phone? I got an email. Oh, that's when I first started questioning. Like that moment, there's just a pause, and them staring out in the distance. That I was like, ah, I think I think Kingdom Hearts has been dethroned. Um, but there's also in this game uh, optional conversations. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of hang around certain areas, it'll trigger a triangle above Ellie's head, and you can press triangle to opt to have this optional conversation that otherwise wouldn't have been had. Yeah. And there's one where you just finish killing a bunch of dudes, you walk down these stairs, and if you go where you're supposed to go, you'll turn left and keep going to progress the story. Yeah. But if you hang a right, you'll see this billboard of this Victoria's Secret-like model. And I wrote down the the thing here. So you walk past this billboard with a Victoria's Secret-like model, and Ellie says, she's so skinny, I thought you said you had a lot of food in your time. And Joel responds, we did. Some people just chose not to eat it. And Ellie says, why the hell not? And Joel says, for looks. And Ellie just says, psh, that's stupid. (laughs) So she's just so real and honest. And it's so great to see that honesty, like brutal honesty, but also she's not your typical advertised female, you know? And... Uh, later in the game, you also come across this house. This is actually very late in the game. And Ellie kind of runs away from you because she's just mad 
you end up catching up with her and finding her. She goes up into this house in this young girl's room from back in the day, and she finds her journal. And she's reading through it, and Joel comes into the room, and he's like, Ellie, what's going on? And she basically at, or she basically, she says to Joel, is this really what girls cared about back then? What to wear? Which guy to date? And she just kind of has a laundry list of really petty, trivial, first world problems that we experienced prior to this apocalypse. Yeah. And it was just so cool for Joel to kind of have that father moment with her and was kind of like, yeah. And Ellie, I think, was thankful that she didn't have to experience that petty bullshit. Yeah. You know? So just, just zombies and being bitten. Yeah, Dying. much better, much better. Murderous and, yeah. So that same moment come, coming back to when she sees the billboard, uh, if you wait, because my buddy Brian, he's played this game like 50 times, if you yeah. wait, she'll do a loop around the courtyard and then she'll just stand there. And also, if you wait too long, she'll just be like, okay, Joel, are we just going to sit here and do nothing? What are we doing? <laughs> She's very, it's very self-aware and I love that. But you walk up to her and after the billboard thing and the talk about girls not eating mm-hmm. and she's okay time to lighten the mood and she pulls out this pun book okay. and so she starts reading these jokes and i only wrote two of them but they're just stupid actually i only wrote one of them down uh she pulls out the joke she says to lighten the mood one of them is 3.14 percent of sailors are pirates <laughs> 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 and joel's just like just looks at her just like okay, this is terrible. And he's like, the next one? And she just says like three or four of these terrible jokes that it's just like, oh my, the writer to this game is just brilliant. It's That's so amazing. good. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you really look for it, there's a lot of optional stuff that really further your love of these characters. And I just thought it was amazing. It really makes me wish that they didn't fire the, uh, or like quit the Star Wars game that was written by the people who wrote Uncharted. Oh, really? Yeah. That would have been so awesome. So the original, like the girl who wrote or scripted Uncharted, that's right, was making that Star Wars single player game, thirteen, fourteen, or whatever it was. It was you were playing as a bounty hunter, yeah. I think. yeah, one of those, and they basically said no single player. Thanks, EA, you suck. It's why, you know, they came out and they said Jedi Fallen Order, which granted I'm gonna buy regardless, but one of the first things they said is, oh no, microtransactions. It's like. Listen, you should have done that for their past two Star Wars Battlefront games, a series that is beloved by fans and has been since 2002 or three mm-hmm. when the first one came out. And then you just crapped on all of us with both the first one when they should have learned their lesson. Everyone was like, why? This is terrible. Why are there all these microtransactions? And they came out with the second one. Which that was based around microtransactions. That was riddled with more. It just, yeah. Oh, and then Disney called them and said no. And then the entire structure of the game was broken. Yeah. But the next game I played this week, because I wanted something a little lighthearted after yeah, Last of Us. Zombies and death. Was uh, Spyro, the Reignited Trilogy. So I started playing through the first one. And I've always been a Spyro kid. I played some of the Crash Bandicoot games, but I was always partial to the more 3D environments, yeah. of course. And it's beautiful. I mean, it looks as good as I ever could have imagined an HD reimagining of some of my so favorite games. What, you said it was a collect-a-thon. What all is there to collect? You collect gems okay. in each level. And then you collect dragon eggs occasionally. And in the beginning of the game, this crazy magician lord dude um, hardens all of the dragons, not sexually. uh, (laughs) Wow, that's a skill. He basically (laughs) encapsulates all of them in stone. And so Spyro's Spyro's tasked with going up to each of them and unhardening them. Oh, the flaccidating. So that's how that works. Yeah. Child's game. Wow. Rated E plus 10 for everyone. Wow. But no, it's Oof. good. 
Okay. It's no, it's it's really good fun, and wow. I'm having a great time with it. So good. You so have like, these, What do you do with the coin or like the gems? Well, you have these different hub worlds, okay, and then you go into these other sub worlds, very much like your Banjo Kazooies and your yeah. uh, Super Mario sixty fours. And each level has a number of gems to collect, a number of dragon eggs to find, and a number of dragons to unharden. And you just kind of progress through these little smaller sub-worlds that are, of course, structured as the Banjo-Kazooie's. You have different free, uh, frozen worlds, kind of lava. Yeah. Different. Like the normal element worlds. Yeah, exactly. And you have different little companions along the way. I can't remember if the cheetah dude, uh, you know, the guy from... Yeah, the cheetah dude. Cheetos, like the Cheetos mascot. Yeah. He's in these games. No, he's not. He's, There's another Cheeto-y guy, though. Yeah, basically. The Flamer. Yeah. He uh, <laughs> he gives you certain upgrades and powers and stuff like that, but it's, it's tough to remember because there's a Penguin guy. I don't think he comes into the third game. But yeah, these games are riddled with other little, little side characters that grant you different abilities. Cool. So it's good fun. I'm loving it. Uh, shout out to McDonald's. And <laughs> I actually also started The Last of Us again Yeah. right after I played it just to kind of see, like, is this really my favorite game of all time? And I'm about six hours into the 10-hour experience that it is. And yes, it is my favorite game of all time. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah. You heard it here. He's changed his mind. After I have. X amount of years. Yep. More than a decade, right? Crazy stuff. Oh, the air's on. I'm going to go turn that off. All right. Sounds good. Entertain the listeners, Ryan. So now he's going into another story. Um, another uh, kind of escort mission story. So you want to talk about the game that you're going to be playing next? Oh, yes. So that you've got in the mail? We can probably pull up our little spreadsheets of games that we're playing and playing the rest of the year. Okay. We can do questions at the end. Yeah, we'll do questions at the end. And talk about the Battle of Winterfell for a few minutes? Yeah. Okay. That works. So speaking of story-driven experiences, when you're uh, high on those, why not play the other game that'll probably bump Kingdom Hearts back to the third spot. Yes. And play God of War, the new one. Came out last year. I'm so excited to hear what you think. Yeah, so I'll probably be starting that uh, this afternoon. Really, really excited. Of course, I watched Ryan play the first six hours the day of release, and it was stunning, to say the very least. Ryan absolutely adores the game. I'm pretty sure it's on your top ten games of all time. I think it's within top five. Um, Hot off the iPhone presses, Travis texted me, and he said, no email this week. Couldn't come up with much to warrant one. Send in some cues on the Instagram. R.A. Lewis 2011, for those that want to know. He said, I stayed up late and started a new game plus for both Spidey and God of War, and they are easily the most fun games I've played so far this year. Yeah. Excited to play through again. It's my number two game. Of all time? Yes. All right. Well, it very well could be my number two game of all time. (laughs) So we will see. So Ryan and I were uh, talking emailing back and forth at work and we were figuring out actually we were not doing that ryan no i was we would never do no, such a i thing. was changing my beneficiary on my 401k exactly yeah, Ryan came over he's like hey it was like 3 15 i was planning to head out around like four he's like hey ryan are you you actually working on a friday and i was like no i'm uh updating my beneficiary to uh my 401k and he's like to me right he, yeah he's like yeah you, you're adding me or you're at you're you're not because I, I said I was adding Lauren to yeah. like receive 100% in case I croak. And he's like, why not like give it to your dog? Like, And I was like, yeah, so he can eat steaks every day. <laughs> That's really what my dog needs. Yeah. And he's like, 
all right. So he leaves, and then he comes back. He's like, oh, thanks for adding me. Thanks for my 1%. <laughs> yeah. And I was really tempted. I didn't know his birthday. I was going to add him as a joke. Don't you do, like, know their social and everything like that? I didn't have to put Lauren's social because I didn't know it. And saying, hey, yo, what's your social over text is probably not good. Probably not. Um, but I, I was so tempted to add him and give him 1%. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> he just, I die before he does, and he's like, I just got a letter saying that I got some 401k from this dude named Ryan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. So... We were emailing back and forth, and we said, why not uh, Why not kind of map out the rest of the games we're going to play the rest of the year? And I said, that's a great idea. So I'll kind of run through here the games that I've beaten so far this year, and then we can get into uh, what games we plan to play each month for the, ne- the rest of the year. Yeah. So I've beaten 13 games this year so far. Shit. <laughs> All right. I've beaten two. Dark Souls 3, Drowning, which was this really weird walking simulator that I played earlier last week. Uh, you're basically this young boy transitioning from middle school to high school. We have a, a obesity epidemic yeah. because instead of walking outside, we have simulators to do it <laughs> on our couch. <laughs> like, how ridiculous is that? No, it tells a really interesting story of this this uh, this young boy. He's in eighth grade transitioning to high school. And as you're walking through these really beautiful low-poly environments, there's text being typed across the screen mm-hmm. as you walk from area to area. Yeah. And he's coming to the realization that he's suffering from depression. Oh. It's... Kind of dark, but it's, I don't know, if you've experienced any kind of emotional stuff like that or, or struggled with it, it's a pretty interesting game to play. Nice. And it was $1.50 on PSN, so I was like, why not? Can't beat the price. The Last of Us. You can buy a Pokemon card pack for that. Yeah, what the heck? They're like, like 50, or $50. They're like 4 bucks now. Yeah, plus tax. Yeah, it sucks. So moving on, uh, The Last of Us Remastered plus the DLC. Poi, great 3D platformer. Star Wars Battlefront 2, the story mode. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have a bunch of Telltale games because I was going nuts, I think, when you were in Japan. I played yeah. these. The Walking Dead Season 1 plus 400 Days, Walking Dead Season 2, Walking Dead Season 3, New Frontier, Walking Dead Michonne Episodes, Walking Dead Final Season. Um, Holy cow. I played through Kingdom Hearts 3, Kingdom Hearts Birth by Sleep, um, both Aqua and Terra's story, and then Nino Kuni 2. Cool. I did Kingdom Hearts 3 and Nino Kuni 2. <laughs> yeah! What's up? I completed things. Uh, okay. In four months. So do you want to go over games for May? Yeah, so for May, I have Spider-Man, or Marvel Spider-Man, which I'm currently playing. Um, my no, current... I meant games for me. Like I, It was just a little bit of a slang. Games for May? Sekiro. <laughs> All month. <laughs> Gotta love the May jokes. Did you get what I was saying there? No. I thought you, know you were like, being serious. You know that meme of Justin Timberlake where it's gonna be May? Yeah. Like, but he, <laughs> yeah. he like me, but it, he says it like May. Yeah. Okay, keep going. No, I got you. Um, Marvel Spider-Man, I'm about 48% according to my game file. Holy crap. No, it's because part of it's like the actual story and then the rest of it's collecting shit. Okay. And I've just been collecting shit. So I've been, I don't know, I'm probably about halfway through the story. Okay. And as far as collecting things on most of the regions, I'm about halfway. So that makes sense. Yeah. I'll probably, for the rest of today, probably just collect things and clear bases. Mm -hmm. Because it's a lot of fun. I finally realized, like, there's these little circles around everywhere. And you can actually, if you, I think it's L2, and then click R1 at that, you just perch on it. 
So I didn't know you could do that. So now I can just do a bunch of stealth things and like time people up. I've got different types of webs. Nice. It's way more fun. Cool. I'm like Assassin's Creeding. That's awesome. Spider-Man. Um, that was the thing always lacking in Assassin's Creed is you couldn't web sling. Yeah. I Right? Yeah. Get out of here, you got Ubisoft. It wrong. Yeah. All right. What's uh? Is that it for me? And um, then, so that's the next three weeks is probably, or next two or three weeks is Spider-Man. I'm probably going to complete the store, like the my file 100%, and then move on to the next game. Okay, cool. So at the end of this month, I'm going to start up Sekiro again. Nice. Because um, it's, it's the same kind of feel <laughs> with the web slinging, I guess. Yeah, it yeah. really is. So. Uh, cool. So for me, of course, I finished Last of Us. Uh, Spyro Reignited Trilogy is going to be kind of my behind-the-scenes game when I'm playing God of War. And then going right along with the, the Norse mythology, I'm going to finish Hellblade Sinua's Sacrifice. Yeah. Because that's only like a six- to eight-hour game, and I'm already like two hours in. And that's the game you have to play with headphones because there's people like whispering in your ear, and yeah. she has like the psychosis or whatever it is. Uh, it looked interesting. It's really It looked crazy. really dark. It's brutal, too. Mm-hmm. Really, really challenging. And uh, God of War is also pretty challenging. Yeah. So more on uh, Hellblade when I play that probably in the next few weeks. And the last game for May is a little game called Bubsy Paws on Fire. What the hell is that? So Bubsy was kind of the unofficial mascot for the Atari Jaguar back in the day. Bubsy. He's like this little, uh, if, if Garfield could be nimble and move around, that's basically who Bubsy is. Paws on Fire. And the the mascot or the character kind of died. Oh, this was kind of a satire on... In the 90s? Yeah. No, a satire on the genre itself. Kind right? of, yeah. I can admit, yeah. It's, it's always been really self-realized. self... Self-realized. It's always been really self-aware. And I played what everyone thought to be the, the last Bubsy game, Bubsy the Wooly Strike Back. Yeah. Uh, like, last summer I played it because it was super cheap on um, PSN and Pete's a huge fan of That's Bubsy. ridiculous. And so the Wooly Strike Back was, every level was a play on a movie. And yeah. I think I talked about it many, many yeah. moons ago. And yeah, it's just super ridiculous, punny, self-aware, ridiculous, stupid. But it's a 2D platformer, so why not? That's how you got to do it. And it's, I think, 20 bucks. I was like, you know, the developers are not making bank on this game. No. And I'd like to support them for a game like this. Nice. So that's what I'm playing in May. So for you, the summer months... So, oh, good. So my next one in June is going to be Sekiro for three weeks. So I'm currently at the boss that kind of marks maybe a third the way through the game. Lady Butterfly? So No. Oh, I am at Lady Butterfly. Um, that's, mo- I think, the final boss of the uh, Arata Estate, that kind of memory that you got. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where you're getting through. Um, as far as the main game, I'm at Genichiro, which is the person who cut off your arm at the very beginning of the game. So oh, you wow. get up to the Arata, or the Ashina Castle at the very top, you go through a few mini-bosses and one main boss, um, and then you get up to him. Cool. So I've faced him once. It's just, when you think of the game as a rhythm game, it makes it a lot better. Because mm-hmm. you do your attack and you... It's very much a dance, and yeah, it, it feels like the dancer. After yeah. you get, you understand that you can't just one R one spam, 
and you have to actually parry their stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, there was one boss, I think he was a mini boss technically, he was his armored knight, which you can't actually kill because I think he's a ghost in armor trying to um, get this, uh, I don't know, the entire game's about being alive forever, mm-hmm. essentially. And um, he was trying to save his son and help him live forever. And he's on this bridge. He's just armor. You can't actually stab him if you get like a killing blow. Mm-hmm. Um, so what you have to do is parry his giant axe. He looks like something out of Dark Souls. Okay. And then you have to basically push him off this bridge. Oh, okay. So there's like this covered bridge and each one of the windows he can actually hit out. So you just push him out this window. But nice. like that was the first boss because I had trouble with him. And I was like, there's no way I can beat this guy. Until I learned, I'm like, I have to figure out how pairing works. Mm-hmm. And then once you got that down, I was like, this is actually pretty easy. Yeah. And I beat him twice, technically. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So Sekiro, is that Sekiro, just... Sekiro, and then the end of June we're and early July, we're on vacation. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So... I didn't account for that, but some of the games that I have here, I can play portably anyways. Um... So, for me, June, July, I have... Oh, I guess I didn't go into July. I can go into July real quick. Sure, go for it. So, after Sekiro, I'm going to probably be on a boss kick. Um, want something a little less... We still want to kill main, like, big bosses, but don't want to have the aggravation and, like, controller throwing. Yeah. So, I'm going to... I just bought Shadow of the Colossus. Yes. So, I'm going to do that one. The uh, remastered PS4 one mm-hmm. it looks beautiful. All it is is you're running around killing these giant bosses. Colossi. Colossi, sure. I don't know how many. Do you know how many Colossi there are? 13-ish. Okay. That's the number I'm pulling out of the air. I have no idea, really. Sound, I'm, I, we're going to go with 13 mm-hmm. to look it up. And then the end of July, and I'll just go through July and August. Sure. Um, after Colossus, I'm going into Super Mario Odyssey. I played through a good deal when I was... Did I end up letting you borrow that yet? No. Okay, it's over there. I'll have to pick it up. Um, I played a good deal of that. It's a lot of fun. Another Mm -hmm. collectibles. After all these bosses, I'm going to need another, like, Spider-Man kind of collect-a-thon or Spyro. Um, And then after that, if I'm still not calmed down from all of the securing and Barbie Pet Rescue. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's on the the trip. December bucket. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, For Alaska. On the cruise, I'll be... Just playing Barbie Pet Rescue. Hell yeah. Um, then Yoshi's Crafted World. Um, I'm going to play in August, and then I'm going to start end of August, The Last of Us. Nice. Yeah. Okay, so for me, I wanted the summer months to be kind of charming, fun, stress-free type games. Mm-hmm. So Sekiro is number one. Nice. No, I'm just kidding. Sekiro's not on that list. I have Yoshi's... Do you think you're ever going to beat Sekiro? Probably not. Okay. Because I've seen The Last Bosses. Because there's four endings. Someone beat the final boss using Donkey Kong Jungle Beat Bongos. Yes. And the speed runs at 22 minutes and 50 seconds. And I'm at 25 hours. Yeah. I will never be that person then. Totally fine with that. Yeah. So Yoshi's Crafting World is number one on the list. Uh, I also want to go to the N64 and polish off some of those games. So Donkey Kong 64. Okay. And Banjo-Kazooie. And then I want to pull out the SNES Classic, Super Nintendo Classic, and play... Donkey Kong Country. Okay. Kind of just, you know, a smattering of those games. So probably maybe try Star Fox, 
Super Mario World, just some of those different games. So what you can do is because I bought that online Switch thing, they have all of those on your Switch. Not the Super Nintendo games, only the, I, the original Nintendo. I think they put Star Fox on there, and they have all the Mario Worlds and everything now. They added more games. I'll check. I don't. I'm not under the belief that they have Super Nintendo games on there yet. I think they do. Okay. I, the when I went to get uh, Joker as the character, I went into there because it was loading, and I was playing through the original Mario's. I they don't have Duck Hunt or anything like that yet, but yeah, they have. Okay. Dude, take a look. I'll take a look. So I want to play some of those games, and then for the 3DS, I have a lot of unbeaten, un, some unplayed games. So I kind of put three games here. Yoshi's New Island, which is a beautiful 2D platformer that I know a lot of people kind of hate it on because everyone compares any game with Yoshi in it to uh, Yoshi's Island on the Super Nintendo, which yeah. is kind of unfair, but I've never played it, so I have nothing to compare it to. So lucky me. Kirby's Epic Yarn or Extra oh, Epic Yarn. Oh, yeah. On the Wii? So they remade it for the 3DS. Oh, okay. So I've beaten it on the Wii, but I'd like to play it again because it's been years. And it's super charming. Yeah. And then the other game, one of my favorite Game Boy Advance games that was remade for the 3DS, and that's Mario & Luigi Superstar Saga, a turn-based uh, RPG. Oh, that's that'd be interesting. It's really, really fun. So I'd like to play that. Those are my summer month games. Wow. That does sound... Yeah, that's kind of... I went around along the same... Besides Sekiro... And I guess Shadow of the Colossus is kind of the more charming, relaxing kind of games. Yeah. What you kind of do, I mean, the sun's out, everything's happy. I mean, the winter months are for depressing, kind oh, of yeah. like hardcore games. Yeah, Alice in Chains, Nirvana, like, you want to feel down, <laughs> the you, might last as well, of us. you might as well just go all the way. Yeah, pretty much. So, I guess September, September is the do last you remember? of... I even this week I, I think I mentioned it last week I was listening to a remix of that Mega Mix I, said, I told you to oh I did to I listened to that as well wasn't that freaking awesome? awesome yeah it was awesome um I've been listening to that still all week but September Last of Us I think that's gonna probably take me three weeks to get through maybe I mean, you got through it in like a day or what? two The Last of Us yeah it was two sittings okay. Well, I have it down for three weeks, which is probably... Get on my level, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, it's probably going to take two weeks to get through. Um, and then Borderlands 3 comes out on, I think, September 13th. So that's going to be my September. Oh, I didn't add that to my list, but I will sneak it in right here. Yeah, you so, should, because we're going to be playing it together. Yes. Which is the the way you play through those games. You get loot and play with a, a friend. So when I was up north in, uh, what is it, Northern Eriador? Is that where Travis yeah. is from? Yeah, so when I was up there, I played through the first game by myself, and it, it was kind of just not fun. Whoa, what? Are you kidding? Well, I mean, it was enjoyable, but it's not as fun if you don't have other people with you. That's true. Like, Claptrap is awesome. They have, like, an hour of gameplay out. And, oh my gosh, he has all of his charm still. And cool. And I'm so excited. Nice. Yeah, because the last boss was hella hard. I never beat it because... Oh, the the va- vagina in the door? I think so. It was that, like, squid thing in yeah, the vault? Yeah, that monstrosity, exactly. I couldn't beat it. Yeah. However much I tried, just because I was by myself, and I didn't feel like grinding a bunch because of reasons. But anyways, more importantly, my August and September month Did, games... Wait, you said you beat two, right? No, I never beat the second one either. Really? Yeah. That ba- bo- final boss was interesting. It was like a giant dog thing over a lava lake. 
That was fun. He dropped some good guns. So naturally, the Borderlands 3 boss is a giant manatee. Yeah, <laughs> who flies around and yeah. you have to shoot. No, I think, yeah, playing through together will be a lot of fun, and then going through and farming guns together will be yeah, fun. Yeah, no, I am really excited, especially because Lauren might even hop in, buy another PS4, because we have two Switches, so why not? I mean, you're at that point. You yeah. might as well. Yep. Like, if anything, I'll convince her. Because she loved Borderlands, I'm pretty sure. She Yeah, it was one of her favorite games. Yeah, so. so when we I'll, first started I'll dating. I'll talk to her over coffee. Yeah, do it. When we first started week. dating, we actually co-opted. So yeah, that's we actually, yeah. Yeah, we actually. We yeah, did. it was born because Lauren was on that's the co-op. Right. It's coming full circle now, Ryan. Okay, my you aunt... really married her to get to me. It's <laughs> really, dude. I'm, yeah, you're finally co-oping with me, bro. <laughs> oh, no. We're grabbing hands, folks. Yeah, you have really moist hands. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I'm sweating, dude. When I talk Just to you, thinking I get, about it, I get nervous. You know. Okay. August and September. You know they're on the other side of a mic, and they're going to be listening like days from now. That's so okay. You don't get nervous. Yeah. Well, they're not like outside or behind you. Like, Listen. As this far is as, a live audience As far recording. as I'm concerned, this is like Jimmy Kimmel. They're right there. Yeah. Cue the hand clap. So for the 17th time of trying to say this without Ryan interrupting me, my yeah. August and September months, Borderlands 3, as yes. I've been kindfully... Kindfully? Reminded. Yeah. That's no. Irritatedly. Irritatedly reminded. Uh, next on the list, Wolfenstein Youngblood, where you play as B.G. Blazkowicz's daughters. Youngblood! Have you heard Youngblood? No, we're not going to talk about crazy songs that I shouldn't listen to. No, 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 this is actually a catchy shit. Alright, keep going. Wolfenstein Youngblood, Borderlands 3, and Travis, for you, Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Oh! It's not a Japanese group. Um... So those are my three games for the August September months. I think it's a nice little mixture of Jonas Brothers, two D platforming, dark twisted, Wolfenstein, first person shooting. Got to cover all the genres. I might so, I might do Hollow Knight as well. Then Borderlands is going to take up most of my time. Hmm. Hollow Knight's probably like a fifteen to twenty hour experience. Nothing okay. too crazy. I will. Uh, I'll shorten. The Last of Us to two weeks because I probably don't need three weeks. You need two days, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so maybe a weekend, and then I'll do it before Borderlands. Oh, let me insert that in here because Borderlands, I cannot. I have to play that. The world will end, cease to exist, folks. If Ryan does it, not play Borderlands three, this is true. It has been told. <laughs> Foretold by the foretellers from yeah. Kingdom Hearts. By the gods. Old and new. So I guess, let me put this in there. So, Hollow. Dude, the listeners are bored right now. They're fast-forwarding because you're... That's fine. Okay, so back to me. You didn't have to fast-forward 30 seconds like on Podbean. Um, if it's rumored to be released in... So I Borderlands through middle of October... Um, which is hard cut off if the rumors are true that The Last of Us is coming. The Last of Us 2 is coming out in October. Yeah. So. We yeah. don't know that definitively, but I Yeah, so. well, I, I I gave it a couple weeks in there just in case. Yeah. So I'm trying to crap my pants in October. So were you finished with October? Yes. Okay. I have two games, and you're going to go through like a laundry list of, here's every game <laughs> from all of history. Can I shove it into three weeks that I'm going to take off of work? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we will see, folks. No, so 
first on the list. Crappier pants in October. Oh, you're playing scary games. Yeah. Are you going to replay that, like, one where people die? There's a lot of games like that, right? Okay. Are you going to play that one where you get multiple endings where, like, you try to keep everyone alive? Oh, Until Dawn? Sure. Yeah. Maybe. If okay. I do, I'm going to be following a guy to get the Platinum Trophy. Okay. So I can have everyone survive. Um, Good luck with those quick time events, because that's how one of my person people died. Oh, yeah. Those are not fun. Very stressful. They were stressful. Second thought, never mind. Great Nirvana album. So Dark Souls 1, I want to polish off and beat that, because I'm like 90% of the way through that. Yeah. So, you've killed what? Two of the Lord Souls? I think so. Okay. You've killed the like blob thing, the chaos. Yeah. And then you've killed the scaleless one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have the two that I have to beat. We're at the same place. Cool. Last of Us 2, of okay. course. That If that comes out on PS5, I'm buying a PS5 day one. Lauren, deal with it. Do we know? I guess we only got the specs. We have no idea when PS5 is coming. Probably next fall. Oh, Cool. Like 2021 or 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool with that. Um, amnesia because dude reasons. Good luck. And Resident Evil 7. Also very good luck. I cannot wait. I'm going to put the headphones on, close the windows, the blinds, lights off. That's going to be rough. Mm-hmm. Amnesia. Oh, I've watched... I watched the compilations of people like freaking out to Amnesia. And I can't hilarious. wait. I'm gonna put Lauren right next to me, and she's gonna watch everything. There is no way she. I know she would. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be good times. I'm looking forward to it. So. So November, let's go November December because I have them lumped together. I did too. Okay, so. I think our, we might have the same three games here. Yeah. So Borderlands Three after The Last of Us. I have another week because I'm gonna want to go back to it. Okay. Um, some more gun gameplay. Uh, collect some stuff with like Ben and Rick and you. He's also going to be playing, so he's going to have all the guns. Like I Within remember, like three days. Yeah. Oh, I remember there was that one gun where there's like those midget things that run around. Yeah. And each bullet like had them screaming. And it was a submachine gun. So it was like, ah! <laughs> like just <laughs> when you're shooting this gun for every bullet, it was like a new scream. Oh my gosh. Oh, some of those, they, I, I, really curious how many guns because there there's gonna be billions of guns but um the last two months of this year are gonna be animal crossing on switch which i'm gonna play the crap out of i'm more excited for that than this next game pokemon sun and shield or sword and shield i think i would agree with that actually i'm i love animal crossing and then star wars uh jedi fallen order yep my three games are Pretty much the same with the exclusion of Borderlands 3, but I'll probably still be playing it with you. Yeah. Is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Animal Crossing, and Pokemon Sword and Shield. What would you want to get? I mean, barring any, just by the name alone, what would you rather get? Uh, Sword and Shield? Yeah. Probably Sword. Okay. That's what I was going to say, but I'll get Shield. Okay. And then Lauren will get Sword. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Well, I'm not really sure how they're going to differentiate. Yeah. I mean... As long as we can complete the Pokedex. There's just so many people. Like, I... If the Wonder... Not Wonder... Maybe Wonder Trading. Yeah. Hopefully that's still there. Um, if the marketplace for trading Pokemon doesn't allow you to customize stuff, it's not going to have the longevity mm-hmm. as Ruby version. But hopefully they allow you, unlike Sun and Moon, right? That's the one with the do- dojos around the islands. Yeah, that piece that of crap, crap system. Hopefully they get rid of Ultra Beasts. Yeah. And don't bring that shit back. And don't... I don't... 
need to be picking up these little Zygarde shards everywhere because it's meaningless to me. Zygarde's actually pretty cool. Yeah, but I don't need to collect the p pieces of Exodia, okay? Don't try and cross universes here. All a hundred pieces of Exodia. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, hopefully that game's good. I, I mean, I had a list of games that I wanted, like the main list of games, but I realized that pretty quickly that I'm not going to have the time. Yeah, there were some other games, like the the new Doom game that came out a couple years ago. Yeah. I wanted to play that. On Switch or on PS4? PS4, because I already had it, downloaded it. Because it was on sale on PSN for like a couple bucks, and I oh, got okay. it a while back. Uh, <coughs> there's a couple games through the... Uh, what is it that we get monthly? What is that called? PS PSN Plus. Yeah, PS Plus. Uh, Mafia 3 we got a while back. Yeah. I played the second one. I really liked it on 360. Um, Modern Warfare, Call of Duty... That was last month, I think, or two months oh, ago. Cool. So I have that. I need to go on that more often. Uh, what else is on there? XCOM Un Enemy Unknown is a really cool tactical kind of strategy RPG game that mm -hmm. I, I kind of want to play. I think that's all that I can think of off the top of my head. But I also have a lot of games that I've bought over the course of the past year or so that I want to try and play. Jack 2, yeah. uh, of course, the sequel to Jack and Daxter Precursor Legacy. I think I got that one. I'd like to get... Uh, Dark Cloud 2, because I played that last summer, and whenever I listen to the soundtrack to that game at work, which I do relatively often. Freaking nerd. I just, it I just brings me back to last summer playing it and watching Pete speed run it. Really good, fond memories. Nice. So I want to play the second one. But Yeah, I had um, Devil May Cry 5. Oh, yeah. Which would be cool. You'd it looked like that. It looked cool. You'd also really like the Bayonetta games. You should yeah. get those for Switch. Yeah, she's overpowered in the uh, Smash game. Um, yeah, I was thinking of trying that. I, from what I've, I've listened to some reviews on it. You don't necessarily need to play the other games to play this one, which is cool. Um, let's see. The next one is finish Dark Souls one. So I'll probably finish that at the same time you are. Sure. Um, near Automata I have, which I have gotten through the first level and it's really cool. It's a mixture of like swords and then also guns, mm -hmm. which is cool um assassin's creed odyssey it's fun it's collecting loot but it's totally different than the old assassin's creed so i have that still i'm probably gonna get rid of origins unless you want it okay uh the one set in egypt yeah i played like an hour of it and i was just i don't want anything to do it's with not this the game. same yeah okay potentially bio mutant hopefully that comes oh, out yeah this little fox awesome. thing yeah if that comes out i'll probably play that as well um cuphead that's one. Oh yeah on switch if I want to hate myself some more. Um, Hollow Knight, I had listed as maybe, but I'll play it with you. If I have 200 hours to burn, I'll finish Xenoblade Chronicles 2. <laughs> Don't do that to yourself. And then Spyro. Yeah, yeah. I'd really Go like for you to play Spyro. Yeah, I was good because I went through a thing of... I was just listening to a video as I sent out RFQs. Fun, fun, fun. Um, of the top 25 games of the PS4, just according to this video. Mm-hmm. Um, so zero or Horizon Zero Dawn, which you still have to play. Astrobot Rescue Mission. That's a VR game exclusive. Yeah, uh, the Talos Principle Deluxe Edition. No idea what that is. I think Fallout. that's like a, another walking sim simulator. They said it was good. I mean, twenty three. Um, Fallout Four can suck it. I'm not gonna play that game ever. Yeah. Night in the Woods. I don't know what that is. I think that's another like walking simulator type of game. Okay, Okami HD. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one. Uh, what do you? You play as Amaterasu, the snow dog. Sure. You play as a wolf. That could be fun. 
make sure get the emphasis on the L there, Rusty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I was thinking was the Life of Tiger. <laughs> like, life of Black Tiger. PvP. Yeah. No, Okami was originally on the PS2, I think. Yeah, I think it's a remake. Yeah. And then it's been remade for a dozen <laughs> consoles at this point. You'd enjoy that. Yeah. No, I was thinking of trying to go through, like this top 25 top 10 and see what overlaps between the two and then figure out what's actually the top okay games to play for this system and luckily we can play it because backward compatible on ps5 what's so up? i'm still gonna want to play eventually um uh, batman arkham knight Ooh, was listed you gotta get the return to arkham collection though and play asylum and city first okay especially well this one allows you to batmobile right yeah but there's a nice progression system between Asylum that's very confined environments mm-hmm. to City that's more open world because you play, you have access to the entire Arkham. Did I order something on eBay? I did. Well, apparently that was worth it. Cool. Um, it was seven bucks. Uh, so then in City, it's more open world. I think you're a Spider-Man, but yeah. you're Batman. A bat. And then uh, Arkham Knights, the same open world environment, but you do have access to the Batmobile, which is pretty freaking awesome, yeah. by the way. So there's that. I'll probably play through that one. Then Shovel Knight, which looks like a oh, lot of yeah. fun. Oh, yeah. Who had a nice little cameo in a great game called Ukulele, by the way. Did he really? Yeah. Same developer? No. I don't know how they got the rights to that, but they're probably friends because they're all like indie developers. Okay. So. Yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. I've watched gameplay. Resident Evil 2. Not going to play that one. Dark Souls 3. What? Oh, I'll for sure be getting that. Oh, yeah. We still get a co-op Resident Evil 5 and 6. Probably 7. I'll probably be around when you play 7. Okay. We'll have to watch me because that's not co-opable. That's fine. Yeah, there's no way Dude, I... Dude, I'm creating all kinds of words today and it's just... Co-opable? Oh, hell yeah. That's totally a word. Yeah. It's no talking about It just words. has yet to be a word in the dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dark Souls 3, which I've beaten, Monster Hunter World is number 15. Uh, Divinity Origin, Original Sin 2. I think we could get into that game. Maybe. I'd, it's kind of an over-the-top Diablo-type style of a game. I could see that. Kind of a loot and grind. Yeah, loot and grind. I'm into that. Marvel Spider-Man is number 13. Trash. That's where I grab that. It's <laughs> 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 absolute shit. Uh, then Shadow of the Colossus is number 12. Bloodborne is number 11. Which, Should be higher. Yeah, that's my thoughts as well. Because get Grand Theft Auto Five out of here. It's been on these lists for like 3,000 years. I know, it's number 6. Ryan, did you know that I love you 3,000? Oh, that's so sweet. Keep going. Uh, um, Undertale. And then there's Metal Gear Solid 5, The Phantom Pain. Uh, Witcher 3 is number 8. I want to play that. Yeah. I have it if you want to borrow whatever. Yeah. Uh, Journey. I have. That's another one that I have in my PSN buys that I haven't played yet. Is it? Is it good? Yeah. It's it one game of the year in like 2010-ish or something like that. Okay. One of Pete's favorite games. Walking simulator? Kind of. Okay. Yeah, you play as this. I don't know what you play as. It almost looks like a scarf or something like that. And you walk a around. A scarf. <laughs> yeah, no, man. Kind of look like a scarf. A freaking scarf. Yeah, keep going. I, I Now I'm curious what apparel item you walk around in. Journey game of the year. What are you? You look like an umbrella. <laughs> okay, that's okay. I feel a little bit better about myself now. What the heck? Yeah. Oh, that's... Okay. That's interesting. But it's a super short game. You can beat this game like an hour and a half. Cool. I can do that. 
Um, Grand Theft Auto Five, which I have, uh, which is a lot of fun. I just like driving around. That's the only reason I play those. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's The Last of Us Remastered, which it's up there, number five. Persona Five is number four. I will never play those games. Yeah, they look crazy. They're just really over the top, super super Japanese RPG. I think those are too Japanese. Yeah, for me. I mean, even the Japanese games that I Nino Kuni was cool. But it's a very distinct genre. Yeah, I think you'd like Tales of Asperia. Yeah, that's the same kind of it feel. It plays very similar to Nino Kuni. Yeah. So number three is Uncharted Four, God of War is number two, and then Red 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 Dead Redemption Two. I don't think I'll one. ever play that either. Yeah, it's too big. Mm-hmm. Um, it is funny to watch the horse horse glitches though. Really? On YouTube. Oh, they're great. But yeah. Good so that's stuff. what I've planned. Um, if I don't get to buy a mutant, I was really curious about that one. I'll do in nineteen or twenty. Nice, good yeah. stuff. Uh, well, what else was I gonna say? I think that's really all I had, Ryan. Cool, good stuff. Well, I think we could probably do questions now. Awesome. So listeners can write into the show at utakabrotherspodcast at gmail You can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter, where I post updates about the show. Instagram, I post a little question query thing. It's always good fun. And listeners came in real strong this week, Ryan. Nice. Got a ton of those. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, friends. We will start going through those now. So let me pull this up here. Got two, four, six, eight, ten of them. Good stuff. Wow. First one from our good friend and executive producer of the show. Hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to him last week. He said, do you dream often at night? Mainly good, bad, or nonsense dreams? Uh, not as often as I would like. Um, usually if I set an alarm and then I snooze a few times, then I get multiple dreams. Me too. That's when I love it. Because then... Because they only... I mean, your dreams are only a couple seconds. And you get this entire story. Yeah. So, I mean, I set like 20 alarms in the morning. So I have potentially 20 dreams that I can go through. Oh, yeah. It's always good fun. Yeah, I... uh. I don't dream a lot unless I'm really stressed, and that's typically when I have the scariest dreams. Yeah. So We get night terrors. So. Yeah. So a good while back when I was studying for the CPA exam and working a much more stressful job than I am now, yes. I used to have night terrors because I was stressed the heck out and really wasn't getting a whole lot of sleep as it was. The dream that I recover or recall the most was when... I have a little teacup Yorkie. He actually resides at my dad's house because yeah. when I went to college, they became the best of friends, and I wasn't going to part with uh, my dad from Calvin. Named him after Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, good. Do you have you ever read all of those or no? I have. Those? I have the collection over here. You should probably read them. I probably should. Anyways, I had a dream where, if you've ever played Goldeneye, the dam level that Pierce Brosnan somehow bungee jumps himself off of and still survives. Mm-hmm. I was kind of holding Calvin's paw, and he was like hold it, hovering off the edge, like as if he was about to fall off this this lo- this ledge. Yeah, like Mufasaing. Yeah, and I was like, Calvin, no! And I was trying to like bring him back up, but somehow I didn't have the strength to pull up a four pound pup back yeah. up onto the ledge. And so he slipped from my grasp and fell, and it was kind of slow motion. I was watching Calvin no! just like <laughs> just flail his little legs all over the place until I watched him splat on the ground and I was just screaming at the top of my lungs until Lauren shook me awake. Wow. So, 
Dreaming is great, isn't it, guys? Gotta <laughs> love it. Gotta love it. So, yeah, to answer your question, Travis, typically only when I'm stressed, or as Ryan said, when I press the snooze button 47 times in the morning. Uh, Travis also asks, worst as in bad quality movie you've ever seen? Mine is either Snow Dogs or... <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Cuba Gooding Jr.? You kind of disappeared That's from a, Hollywood. Yeah, where the hell... Uh, happened to him. Or Son of Mask, which or Son of the Mask, which was just pitiful. That wasn't even B movie quality. That was like E quality. Son of the Mask. So the Mask with Jim Carrey. I cannot. Jim Carrey. I cannot stand him. <laughs> Hold on a second. You don't enjoy the Ace Ventura movies? No. Like oh. he's so over the top. <laughs> it's just annoying. No, dude. The Ace Ventura movies are terrific. They're good fun. Oh God. He. He plays the same kind of, like, insane character. The mask is so great. The original? Actually, I think Fun with Dick and Jane is one that I can No, see, see that's, that's when Jim Carrey started tanking and going really downhill. That is such a good movie. Indicted! I'm indicted, Jane! Indicted! <laughs> and they start, like, stealing shit because they're... Yeah. They're, like, foreclosing on their house. Oh, it's so... They, like, steal lawn yeah. from people. <laughs> And then they, like, rob people. It's such a good movie. Liar, Liar? The Truman Show? Liar, Liar is the green face, dude. No, that's the mask. The mask. You know, because he has a green (laughs) face, Ryan. You couldn't make the connection. No, that... Yeah, I don't know why I said that. Yeah, I don't like him. I mean, hopefully he's good in that Hedgehog movie. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Which... There's no redeeming qualities about that, that trailer. The redeeming quality could have been, like, Sonic R music, which, have you ever heard Sonic R? No. Okay. Let me play this for you. Is it the one where he has a sword? No, that's Sonic and the Black Knight. Ryan, Uh, can you feel the sunshine? No, because the blinds are closed. Okay, well, you're about to feel it. Sonic R music extended. All right, here we go. I feel like this should be a Dance Dance Revolution song. (laughs) What? (laughs) No, that's really bad. No, hold on. No, here's the better one. The best song ever. (laughs) This is so bad. Makes you feel free, Ryan. So alive. <laughs> this should have been playing in The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, just completely killed the mood in the final scene. Yeah. Here it is. Oh! That's beautiful. Lauren should have walked down the aisle to that song. Hey, you can really walk down the aisle to any song. Yeah, I mean, it's your wedding. Do whatever the hell you want, man. Worst movie. 
Sharknado is pretty bad. That's up there. Yeah. yeah. Any of those like really terrible sci-fi movies? Yes, those are the greatest. Yeah. But those are like good bad. Oh yeah, it's it's um, fun to watch. Grace Anatomy sucked. No, I'm thinking uh, 50, 50 Shades of Grey. Okay. Those sucked. I haven't seen those, but they suck. And um not really into torture porn. It's not even torture porn. It's just an abusive relationship. Like the entire time it's just an abusive relationship. That's just sickening. It's it was pretty bad. And um God, there's some other ones. I just can't think of them right now. Definitely Sharknado was bad, but bad for being bad. Mm-hmm. Like it was meant to be bad, which makes it good, unfortunately. I'm trying to think. I really like the sausage party, but that one could be considered really bad. The one with Seth Rogen. And oh that, yeah, that whole crew. where they have like a giant orgy at the end of just like I haven't seen meats. it meats. Yeah, um, <laughs> it looks so stupid though. I'm trying um, to think. I think we've covered that question pretty solid. Okay, cool. What uh? What's the, who's the best Zelda companion? He said he's very partial to Midna, but Linebeck is up there. This is Chronolink nine one. Alec, Alex, Alexander. I'm not really sure what to call you. Let's go with Chrono Link. Pest control. Um, let's look up all of the Zelda companions. And Ryan, I want you to give me a rating from one to three. I don't care if you've played the games or not. All right. Companions. All right, Ryan. Um, Link's partners. Epona. All right. So, Ryan, one to three. Epona. Three being good? Yeah. Three. All right, Navi. One. He's annoying as shit. Tattle. Who the hell is a Tattle? This is Link's fairy partner in Majora's Mask. I'm sure he's annoying. One. Rick, Dimitri, and Moosh. Was <laughs> <laughs> this a boy band? <laughs> he whipped out his Moosh. <laughs> Are you ready to Moosh tonight? <laughs> Sounds like a really watery, like, orgy. <laughs> Oh, he's getting his moosh on. So the, what the hell is this? this these it's are a the kangaroo. Three animal companions, an oracle of seasons, an oracle of ages, the Game Boy Color games. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, I'm going three. Yeah, just for the naming alone. The moosh. King of Red Lions. King of Red Lions. Looks now. like this is the the head of the ship for from Wind Waker. I'll give him a two. He kind of ch- sits around too much. Ezlo, your cap for Minish Cap, Game Boy Advance game. I just need pictures. Yeah. He looks disturbing. I'm going with a one. Okay. Midna from Twilight Princess, of course. I'll go with the three. He's yeah. a cool hat. Yeah. Linebeck from the Phantom Hourglass, the DS game. Linebeck. I don't know what that looks like. Linebeck? He's a cool looking dude. Yeah, he, he's got some swagger to him. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give him a two and a half. Okay, solid. Uh, oh, there's a lot. Sierra. Uh, pop- Sierra! Popular <laughs> songs like One Two Step. And- this beat is automatic. Yeah. And I'm kidding. It's- there is no way that I can look up Sierra. It's Sierra. Oh, okay. Well, shit. Oh, they have pictures on the wiki page. Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. Oh, right? I was Googling each one. Uh, fairy one okay princess zelda bitch zero wow fee fi fo is that she's a companion yeah in spirit track she's like a ghost oh she died for your sins so three okay fee fi fo fum from 
Skyward Sword. My personal favorite. Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> she has multicolored outfits. I'll give her like a two for style. All right. Crimson Loftwing, your little dra- uh, your little um, hippogriff friend from Skyward Sword. Okay, hippogriff, like a 2.25. Nice. All right. Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> you, tr- you, you, su- you were successful once. This yeah. Episode. Uh, Woof. <laughs> <laughs> wolf Link. From Breath of the Wild. Hey, you can Wait, what? You turn into a wolf in that game? Yeah, furries all the way, guys. All right. Three. Spoiler alert. Good stuff. Well, I think that's all of them. No, there's more. Oh, Felicia. Can't forget her. <laughs> um, no, non canon partners. Sprite from the Legend of Zelda TV series? Looks like Thumbelina. What the hell? And then there's Myth. She looks Myth. These are all fairies. Fairies for days. Ephraimelda? Oh my gosh. No wonder she's not canon with that kind of name. Felicia! Proxy? Proxy. Huh. Alright, those are the non-canon, less talked about Zelda characters. I think Epona's the best. Sure. Yeah, I think I think uh, Moosh is probably my... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Moosh is probably my... Yeah, look, I mean, look at how chill. Yeah, I like Moosh. it. He's like a Snorlax character. Mm-hmm. With wings. Yeah. He's not getting of off course. the ground. They're like they're always super tiny wings to support like a three ton like bear. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think we had fun with that question. Uh, Chronolink also asks, "Have we heard the new Starbomb album? Huge recommend, especially the Overwatch Beastie Boy style one." I've listened to a little bit of Starbomb. Really? I actually had no idea who that is. It's the uh, Game Grumps guys. Oh, really? Yeah, they do. They have like Zelda raps. They have one about Mario. Oh, see, you would know better because I don't watch the Game Grumps very often, so... Yeah, it's good. It's a good time. Okay, good stuff. I'll have to check it out then. Uh, Chronolink says, the most overrated Pokemon. He says he thinks it's Charizard, even though he digs him a bit. Venusaur line is my favorite. And then most underrated Pokemon. He loves Dugong, and he never hears people talk about it. Uh, I think underrated for me is Starmie and Staryu. I just love the design of those characters and the simplicity of it. I've always loved Ditto. I think Ditto's underrated. Did you Just, get a little taste of everything? Yeah. Mm. Did you see that one cartoon where Ditto was like this like beat up hooker? And he's like, <laughs> he's out there. He's like, I'll be whatever you want me to be. Yikes. And he like comes up to the car. She's like smoking, like got like a furry vest on. That's awesome. Well, it's funny I mean, that might have been a dream, but I'm sure it's out there. <laughs> that probably was one you had in your prepubescent no, days, okay, Ryan. I'm, I don't want to look up on my work computer. Ditto hooker. I'll Google that shit. There's no one monitoring my computer. Let's yeah, check this look out. Look up Ditto hooker. See? Yikes. Awesome. That's pretty disturbing, and I cannot unsee that. I think... Uh, I think Ditto is underrated, overrated. So one of the things I want to talk about. So years ago in the Aldrin Gamers podcast, Rip, uh, someone wrote in and asked a question of like, if you could have any female video game character as like your, you know, your girl. Misty. Except um, she's like 10. Okay. That's, let's just pretend that never happened. When she's 18. Yeah. <laughs> um, or 20. Something. All the guys went around and said like Chun-Li, Bayonetta, Lara Croft, things like that. And then Pete, <laughs> Silent Pete says, ditto. So I could have anything I wanted. <laughs> it was the greatest thing ever. Uh, good times. Uh. Miss you, Algen Gamers. Hmm. Most overrated Pokemon, though? Pikachu. Yeah. I mean, he's the 
kind of front runner for the show. Then Charizard, I would agree Charizard's kind of overrated. Um, though I do like Charizard. I really like in the uh, po- Pikachu Detective how Certified Charizard looks awesome. on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? 70%. I, I mean, I've, I'm excited for it. I can't wait. Um, do we have anything going on next weekend? I don't think so. I think Lauren said we're moving, which I didn't think we were moving that soon. I thought we weren't. Shit, am I moving you? Probably. For, I helped you for eight hours, and I went I took like nine car I, okay, trips. Okay, I asked the question, and then I was going to answer myself, yes, of course I'm moving you. Yeah. Well, I guess maybe the next weekend I'll have a relaxing weekend. <laughs> yeah. I've heard like the last three weekends, I was like, moving one, we were doing shit all last weekend, I was, we're doing crap all this weekend. We have like that six o'clock party. Yeah, I might just not go to that. I know. Spider-Man sounds more important. Yeah. Except I've... Yeah, I have to go to that one. I think... Never mind. Dragonite's awesome. I can't say he's overrated. Um, Eevee. Eevee's underrated. Lickitung. Scyther. Scyther... uh, They don't really go into how awesome Scyther is. No, I, I was thinking underrated. Oh, okay. Let me go through Pokemon. As your your computer sounds like it's about to die. Yeah, it's o- overheating. Pokemon pictures really get it going. Uh, pictures. Okay, while you're looking at Pokemon, I'm going to read the next question to the cool. listeners. If you don't mind. Do it. Best controller of all time. Alec is pretty partial to the GameCube, Xbox 360, and Super Nintendo controllers. Super Nintendo, really? That's interesting. I would say for me, I very much agree. The GameCube and the 360 were basically perfect for me. And I also, even though it has three handles and we only have two hands, I love the N64 controller. That was such a weird controller. It was. I'm going to go with GameCube um, or Xbox, probably. PS4 is pretty good, but I don't know. I, I like the bulkier size of, like, the Xbox. Yeah, the Duke controller, or like the, the original Xbox gargantuan thing. Okay, let's not go crazy. Let's yeah. do Xbox 360. Okay. Um, or the... I, I like the uh, Nintendo Switch Pro controller. It's actually pretty good. I need to get one of those, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think stuff. I lost mine, but, yeah. You were using it last weekend, weren't you? Oh, no, you weren't, yeah. I was looking for it, and then I couldn't find it. What about that little thing that I stuck all your games in? The, my seat? Yeah. I, it wasn't in there. I don't know where it went to. Hmm. It's either at my old apartment, which I have to clean out next weekend, or my new one. Okay, well, you should get on that or something. Yeah, because that's how you grind coins, is you basically, in uh, Smash, is you have your controllers and you just go up and down. Because like, mm-hmm. it, it's based off of player movement, is how they generate coins. So if you just sit in a battle for like two minutes and click up and down so you're just going like this the entire time yikes you get like a thousand coins okay and then you can buy things to help you get more spear points yeah nice okay you're gonna grind um next question here from our good friend friend of the show logan he says what would you name your kids boy and girl names Ryan already has outfits picked out for Moosh, his uh, <laughs> his son, coming 2020. Yeah. I really like the name Lily. Well, that's very nice. Um, for a girl name. For a guy name, I really like Alexander. Okay. 
Um, yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with that. Lauren and I are weird people. It's not really news to anyone. So I think for a son, we would name him Liam Timothy. Cool. little nod to your father and the Irish heritage that we have. Yeah. And for a daughter, I really like Evelyn Rose. Evelyn. That's like a 1920s name. But we can call her Evie for short. Okay. So That's I, cool. I really like that. Let's see one Evelyn. Plus, what's up, uh, Rachel Wise from The Mummy? That was her name in the movie, Evelyn. And She was great. Considering that movie was based in like the 40s. Let's see. Makes sense. What's it? The Mummy? Yeah, it was like in the 40s. When was the name Evelyn so, yeah. popular? That's, uh, those are our choices, but you never know. Things may change when we actually have the kiddos. Uh, uh, yeah, I think Evie would be a cool nickname. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis quite possibly may have asked the most important question any of us have ever comprehended, thought about, pondered. Who am I? Would you rather eat a nasty-ass black banana or a slice of the finest Limburger cheese? Wait, what? A slice of the Limburger cheese? I don't even know what that means. Yeah, it was 1939. Okay. Limburger cheese. Let's check this out. Okay, that's... That's pretty gross, too. What is it? Um, it originated in the Herve area of the historical douchey duchy. <laughs> <laughs> the douchey neighborhood of Limburg. Which had its capital in Limburgshire, Vesterge. Now in the French-speaking well, Belgian... The, it probably smells really bad. Yeah, because these people, like, there's reaction videos on YouTube. That person died. Person has mad cow disease. Yeah, I don't think I'm really into the Limburger cheese. When it comes to nasty black bananas, I actually like, of course, removing the peel, freezing the banana, slicing them up in little pieces, and having peanut butter toast with banana slices on it. Right. Okay, if we're allowed to do that, because I was thinking I'd go after the cheese because I could just plug my nose and get rid of the taste. Um, I'm a texture person, so a uh, smushy banana is disgusting to me. <laughs> yeah. It's gross. But if you freeze it, then it's not as yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we can do that, I'd be good with banana. Yeah, okay. I'm the same way, because I couldn't, I couldn't... You want to eat a squashy banana? No, that's... It's disc- all moosh. That's disgusting. <laughs> Gotta love those moosh bananas. Mm. Uh, last question. Friend of the show, fellow Pittsburgh Steelers fan, Dean, another Irish person. With E3 coming up, what are some of your predictions for each console? Well, E3 is not going to have Sony. Yeah, which is... Unfortunate. Very disappointing. So we're going to get some more pirate games. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably <laughs> Xbox. And then they're going to be like, hey, we're not making a new Xbox. Yeah. If, if Microsoft is smart, Halo or Gears of War are finished. Well... Best case no, scenario. I think they're rebooting Halo. I was talking to this GameStop dude. Perfect. See you in 2045, Master Chief. Then Gears of War has to be coming this year. Yeah. I think they're going to release a hard date for, I guess not Last of Us, but for Animal Crossing for Nintendo. Is yes. Nintendo showing up? Yeah, they'll be there. Okay, so they're going to do Animal Crossing. Um, we'll see more Pokemon. Yeah, we'll see maybe a silver version. Uh, Let's go. Let's go. That'd be, be amazing. Awesome. 
Um, more crossover stuff, which is always good. Um, let's see. I mean, it's really hard to predict new games. I mean, probably just firm up when the new Xbox is going to come out, and then Sony will come out reasonably, like at a later date, and say, to compete with that, here's when we're coming out. Yeah. No, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, a week after E3, or even during the week of E3, Mm -hmm. they had, like, a surprise, almost like Nintendo Direct, because Nintendo doesn't come out and do live stuff anymore. They just Mm -hmm. have their little uh, pre-recorded Nintendo Direct, which I love. If Sony did something along those lines and was like, oh, yeah, Last of Us 2, October 8th, you know, um, Uncharted, the return of Nathan Drake and Sully. Bethesda shows up. I've lost all faith in Bethesda right now. Yeah. But with uh, Starfield or Star Fox or whatever they're making now. Oh, yeah. Well, we got to see Elder Scrolls 6. Well, no, that's keeping us from Elder Scrolls 6. I was listening to something. They're doing some imaging or some cool thing, which gives me some hope for Elder Scrolls, but with their new direction of like live services and stuff, it's I'm losing hope. I also want to see uh, Cyberpunk 2047. Yeah, from the folks at CD Projekt Red. That does look pretty cool. Yeah, is that the one with the monkey, or is it the other one? That is not the one. That is um, the sequel to a game that came out years and years ago. What the heck is that stupid name? Oh my god! I've Beyond looked- versus or. Uh, Beyond vs. Yeah. Evil? Beyond... What the heck is the name of that game? It's going to kill me. I'm sure the listeners are screaming at their televisions right now. Because that's how they listen to this yeah. podcast. They just watch a blank screen with us talking on it. Beyond Good and Evil. Same difference. Beyond Good and Evil too. Okay. Yeah. But, uh... Yeah, those are all the questions for this week, Ryan. Yeah, thanks for writing in. And I think you're hungry. Oh, no, but we gotta just... We gotta talk about Game of Thrones for a second. Yeah, quick hot second. So what'd you think? I liked it. I liked lot. it quite a bit. So I was surprised not more people died. That's not how you, I'm surprised more main characters didn't die. Yeah. So six characters, prominent characters, other than the entire you Also know, spoilers. Yeah. Exactly. You know, all the Dothraki died in the first five minutes. How do you feel about that? I think it was nice to have this glimmer, no pun intended, of hope when the red woman comes in and lights all of their blades with fire mm-hmm. and they charge forth and, of course, all their lights are quickly dimmed. Mm-hmm. Sir Jorah retreats. Somehow Ghost got out of there. Uh, we better see him do something really freaking cool in episode five. Well, I think Nymeria is going to come back with a pack of wolves, join Ghost, and they were going to have a wolf fight. Yeah. Wolves versus whoever at King's Landing. Because they're going to have to track down to King's Landing, right? Mm-hmm. And they can see Nymeria and get their wolves. And I think there's, I guess they can ship down there, but it's going to be a lot of prep this week. No, it totally is. Even Amelia Clark, she was on Jimmy Kimmel uh, a couple days ago. And so were Dan and David and Dan, the, the writers. Yeah. You should watch that interview. It's good. Because they actually, Kimmel asked them about the process of calling the actors and letting them know that their character is going to die. Yeah. And. Jimmy was like, well, can we call one of them now and you let them know? And Dan or David, whichever one, said, you, you want to do this live? And they were like, Kim was like, yeah. He said, all right. So he called uh, Jason Momoa. Yeah. And Jason Momoa picks up the phone and he's like, what's up, effers? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Dan was like, uh, hey, uh, Jason, I just want to let you know that uh, your, 
you're going to die. And Jason's like, uh, I know I'm, I'm Aquaman now. And he just hung up the phone. <laughs> it, it was kind of cool. Um, that is pretty cool. Cause they, they, he improvised it. They like said, cause he was of course in the other room. Like they, uh-huh. it wasn't an actual call because the cameraman behind the scenes were like, pick up your phone now. Cause he was watching it on the screen and so he was getting the audio cues from David live, essentially. Okay. And then he was re- responding live. It was a cool little thing. But anyways, back to my Amelia Clark story. Because I could be like, they could spoil something in the episode yeah. if they actually called someone. Well, of course, it's not live. Mm-hmm. But because, I mean, even because when you said, uh, what's up, effers, of course, they bleeped it out. Yeah. But anyways, when Amelia Clark was on Jimmy Kimmel, towards the end of the interview, they were Jimmy Kimmel was, of course, wrapping up the interview and saying Game of Thrones, the next three episodes on Sundays, HBO, 9 o'clock. And Amelia kind of under her breath said, yes, episode five is going to be even bigger. And someone in the crowd was like, what? And Kimmel was like, wait, what did you just say? And she's like, episode five. Oh, yeah, it's going to be huge. Like, like find the biggest TV you can watch she, it on. That's what she said. Find the biggest TV you can watch it on. So uh, I think for a number of reasons. One, it's going to be in the daylight, so it's going to be a lot more clear as to what's going on. Yeah. One of the biggest complaints with the Battle for Winterfell, or the Battle of Winterfell, was that it was incredibly dark and hard to see anything. Mm-hmm. So I think this is going to be much more grand in scope and epic because one, just the, the geography of that area is much larger than Winterfell was. Mm-hmm. King's Landing, you have the entire, you know, they'll, they'll approach by sea, of course, and then King's Landing itself houses a million people, so it's relatively large. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out, especially if it's been promoted as bigger than the Battle of Winterfell. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's going to be great. I have no idea how it's going to end. I don't either. I mean, there's really no way of knowing. I mean, everyone has their theories. I certainly think that one of my biggest theories is that Jamie's going to die and Arya will take his face and kill Cersei because it was prophesied years and years and years ago when the Red Woman met um, Arya, that's another thing I can't pronounce is, is the differentiation, the differentiation between woman and like plural and singular. Woman, woman. Yeah. I've never been able to really enunciate that well. An A versus an E. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's better, I mean, you flat out leave an L out of words, so. Yeah. <laughs> t- changing between two letters is. I, I have I a think, problem, folks. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's why. I record a podcast with my I, voice. Uh, I think I messed up B's and D's for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, so, yeah, the Red Woman, when she met Arya back in the day, she said, I see a lot of darkness in you. You're going to close the eyes forever of someone with brown eyes, blue eyes, and green eyes. Yeah. Brown being Walter Frey, blue being the Night King. Which was, did, I didn't see coming at all. No, I didn't. Even when she said, what do we say to the God of Death? Mm-hmm. And Arya said, not today. And then started running away. I was just like, oh, she's just going to go help out in battle. Mm-hmm. I wasn't predicting that she was going to jump midair. Flat out, murder the Night King. And yeah, kill the Night King, which was freaking awesome. Uh, plus that music. Mm-hmm. It was the only time, it, only other time that they used piano besides this Night of the Seven Kingdoms or whatever, or the Seven... Light of the Seven. Light of the Seven. That comment I put on the YouTube video mm-hmm. is up to like 400 and something now. Nice. Thumbs up. So yeah, I was like, oh, nice. Cool. Famous. Uh, but yeah, because of that prophecy, I feel like Arya's the natural person to kill Cersei, but it'd be really poetic justice if both prophecies are fulfilled. Well, now that, I mean, so like next season or next episode, which is tomorrow night, which is crazy, um, they're 
uh, Daenerys is going to have the backing of the North because she helped with all of her cannon fodder troops. Um, I think John is going to, they're going to say, hey, basically, I don't want this. You can have it if you really want it kind of thing. Um, I don't think Sans is going to be that forgiving about it, although. I think she's going to argue and push for John to be the natural leader because he's... I don't know. Will he, I think it's going to be not lackluster. I think they're going to. Will he even tell other people? That's the really interesting thing here because I, I hope he does because that'd be cool. But like at the same time, I don't see him wanting the publicity. Yeah, I'm not sure. I feel like it will be addressed. Okay, but I'm hoping that'd be awesome. Like, and then my last my last hope, of course, is the click game bowl. I hope that. Uh, the Hound and the Mountain reunite, and the Hound will just wreck him. I really believe he will. Uh, well, like, I was listening to this thing, like, character development of the Hound, and originally he was, like, he hated his brother, and, like, at by the end of, like, where he is now, he's forgiven his brother in the show for, like, what he did. No, he hasn't. Yeah, he has. In season seven, when they brought the White Walker, he walks right up to his brother, and he says... Someone's been coming for you for a long time. I think you know who it is. It doesn't necessarily mean him. It could be death as well. The mountain's dying, and it's going to be at the hand of the hound. So in the books, he doesn't have a head. So how do you kill something that's already dead? You rip him apart. Listen, I'd, I'd put some serious coin on this. Okay. So okay. I'll bet you noodles. I think I might lose that one, but sure. Shake on it? I'll bet you noodles. Pinky swear? What's up? Kiss right. it? No. Blood oath? It's too... <laughs> Here, let's get the knives. All right. Blood, blood, this? Blother? Uh, blood? We should probably blood, wrap it up. We're blood talking brother. incoherently. Yeah. You need noodles. I need God of War. Yeah, sounds Give good. me some of that Kratos. Mm. All right, folks. Thank you so much for listening to episode 42, I think this is, of Otaku Brothers. Uh, if you can write into the show, or if you want to, I should say, I talk about this podcast at gmail.com. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Link to all that fun stuff is in the show notes, as is the link to our Discord where we get in. Get in there. Lots of fun discussions going on. Uh, some people pop in and quote, uh, ask questions, random topics of discussion, latest news in the video game industry. A lot of fun stuff. Yeah. Ryan, any parting words? Uh, have a good week. Uh, stay tuned for next week. We'll be uh, doing something. Yes, actually, I'll probably post this in the Discord, but this week we were thinking of having like a smattering of debate topics, one being does or do violent video games cause behavioral issues in, in children, mm-hmm. and is it in any way um, tied to or associated with mass shootings like Columbine? Yeah. We've Super never really, uplifting. we've really never tiptoed on serious issues like that, but I think it could be make for some fun discussion and more listener involvement too. Yeah. Should Palestine and Israel have a two-capital uh, or two-state solution? Who knows? We'll debate next time. <laughs> Find out. The Israeli-Palestinian conflict will be discussed. Will it be solved on Utahu Brothers? <laughs> Stay tuned. Next time. All right. Later, Solve folks. Solving the Middle East. Okay. <laughs> we solved the world's greatest problems. Yeah. We're basically superheroes. Yeah, and then we can talk about, uh, you know, smooshing or smoshing or... Moosh. Moosh. <laughs> Otaki Brothers signing off. Bye.